Hello awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Good day, team. Good day and welcome to Old Marketing School. We are back and today we're back with a gorgeous guest. And I'm going to jump on straight away and tell you that we're going to talk about one of my favorite things because I like systems and I'm sure Francis will like systems too and we'll talk about that a lot together, (laughs) which is Notion. So if you do know Notion, then you will know what we're talking about. If you're already confused about what we're talking about, don't you worry. We'll give you a bit of an understanding of what Notion is and why it's awesome. And why have I asked Frances to come here with me to talk about this? Well, she's the founder of the Notion Bar, one of the world's few certified Notion consultants and a seasoned design thinker, op specialist across many industries. She empowers everyday people and extraordinary companies to crush their goals with tailored workflows and dashboards that equal part functional and beautiful that's important. This is only possible through Notion, this no-code toolbox that can design your dream digital tool, product, or template, or potentially life. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I feel you can generally design your life in Notion, can we? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And actually, so I want to ask you so many things about how you got started, but I have a couple of uh, quick-fire questions. First, just to kind of break the ice, Francis, and I'm kind of wondering whether, based on what we just talked about, my first question is about you pretending that you could choose a trivia category for a quiz, and what would be the trivia category that you'd be really good at, and why? And I kind of feel I know the answer, but maybe you're going to surprise me. That's why I really wanted to ask this right now. Thank you. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me here. Super excited. Oh gosh, like if I had to choose a quiz category, it would probably be design TV shows. It's really nerdy, but I love them. Like I am a 
obsessed with them like anything that's like design competition interior design i i think i've watched nearly all of them now on netflix <laughs> so. so now we want a personalized recommendation if somebody is either a beginner or a newbie to the magical mm-hmm. world of design and they kind of want to see what is the deal as you said especially on netflix there's some really good stuff which one is your go-to or which one is the one that you could put in the background and just re-watch and just enjoy again and again? Oh, I'd have to go with two, to be honest. So I love the world's most amazing vacation rentals and I also love the home edit. Like those are probably my two favorite on Netflix, hands down. It's just, oh, it's so good. They're so good. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're going to talk more about the home edit. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Wait on. I got something here ready for us because I love it too. It's a um, <laughs> but in general, to be honest, I have the book and I was talking to my colleague the other day and I was just, we were just talking about how inspired it is because she just moved house. And I was like, you need to get the book because I got it for myself for Christmas or I asked for it for Christmas. And then I, re- I resorted the pantry and I was like, my life is complete right now. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'm an adult now. Yeah. I love that. I- so I, and also, Funnily enough, uh, world's uh, most like awesome vacation rentals, probably got the name wrong, but the vacation rentals one, basically, I we also watched, I think there's two seasons now, and I really enjoyed that one as well. And it kind of, again, my husband, there's a lot of a relationship with it, but I, I just enjoyed it. So we'll have to watch it with me. And I'll be like, look at that. Look at the llamas. Yeah, there are llamas as well. So um, I really, really enjoyed that. These are two good choices. So that's a very, very good start. Not that this was a test, but you passed. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I just, I just love how those shows show how there is so much thought put into like design decisions. And that's like, there's so much psychology involved with it. And to like match your, I don't know, culture or like background or like climate or just like different unique practicalities or whatever. And it's just really fascinating to watch that play out on screen. I love that because I think it reminds us of some some of the work you do, but in general, it reminds us of like, it's like style without function, you know, like there's something that can be beautiful, but if it doesn't have a function, then the other is not going to stick or you're not going to go back to it. So I think exactly. that's, that's an excellent point. You made that. And obviously we're going to translate it into the online world, how we can do that for ourselves, but it's an excellent reminder. So I, I 110% agree. Francis, let's look at the past. Let's go down memory lane. I'm wondering what is the first job you have had and what did you learn from it? Ah, so first job I ever had uh, was when I was 16 and I was a children's party host in a bowling alley. So (laughs) it was really great. I did it with my best friend and we did that job for two years. We were basically like our own bosses and I think it taught me a lot about creating systems and project management and like juggling things also how to make things look good because not only were you the person who had to like organize the party from start to end like respond to any like 
crises or like emergencies and like adapt really quickly but you also had to like set it up and make it feel like an experience but remain calm enough and centered enough to do maybe like four or five parties at the same time or running on different timelines so you were just just taught you really it, just, it was key time management skills <laughs> that was it for me and I learned how to face paint so you know what would be your go-to face paint then? I, I generally loved that. When I was a child, I loved getting my face painted and I just love anything tiger for me was was a thing. I don't know why. That's what I wanted. I loved doing a pirate, honestly. Like it was quick and efficient and gender neutral. Spider-Man, also a good one. Six takes a bit longer, but really worth it. And then like, you know, butterflies, they were cool, but like a bit basic. (laughs) And oh, actually what was cool was sometimes, especially the girls, they would be like, I just want you to draw some like swirly patterns on my face. And that was fun because you could really just kind of get creative and have fun with it. I love it because I can see your artistic side and the kind of aesthetic and stylistic side and then I can see the organizational element and the systems and how they work together already so I can see when it's kindred spirits I can see that um I love that my last uh, ice-breaking question before almost I want us to give a bit more context on notion as well as we're jumping into that but before that obviously we are all about encouraging people to market to hearts not to brains and we really believe in positive impact marketing, which is what we teach. So what we like to ask is, what does making a positive impact on your audience and your clients mean to you and why? I would say it's being really intentional with your tone of voice and your like overall appearance, the type of imagery, language, color, etc. that you use. And doing it in a way that is inclusive to a lot of people. Like, for example, my tone of voice is a bit different to a lot of the other like productivity gurus out there because I'm I'm very I'm not clinical in my language, and so I'm really inviting and like playful and fun. And then in the imagery that I use, uh, like my Twitter background and a lot of like the header images and stuff on my site I have four main characters the notion bar but they are intentionally from like different ethnicities like then they have they have not necessarily like Eurocentric names and so I'm instantly creating a message that hey this is what I'm about I'm fun but like also serious because I can build serious systems for you but also everyone is welcome here and I think if you make your audience feel welcome they will remember that feeling to be honest and that's what you want when it comes to intentional marketing it's like building those long-term relationships through just creating a sense of trust with your audience and intentionally stand like standing out and like not following everyone else. So you're like, you're not necessarily, you're intentionally say that like, I'm not for everyone <laughs> and that's okay. So you kind of like automatically weed out the people, the kinds of people that you don't want to work with. 
I totally agree. And I think it's something that we need to remember when we want to appeal with too many people. We don't really clear on who we want to appeal to based on our character. Then, as you say, we will attract people. Quite, it's just it's just a natural progression. We will attract people that then we already know from a first connection or a, or a talk that we're not going to be able to make the magic that we want to make, whether it's working, whether it's collaborating. But it can be hard and actually it takes a lot of, I was going to say adult, <laughs> like yeah. a, a adult brain. But I'm saying this because when I was younger, personally, I, I started business nine years ago now. You know, it was different. I was like, I'm going to try and figure out who am I for and I'm going to say yes to everyone. And it comes because you have to sometimes. But then I realized that the more I figured out who I am, just like you said, and the way you talk and the way that you um, showcase the brand and kind of get the brand to really represent different people, then, as you say, it's easier for you not to have to turn down an opportunity because you know that the right people will come with the right sort of work and obviously then you can work with that. So it's one of those little reminders that sometimes we need to get back into our heads when we're really struggling to stand to our own ground sometimes. So thank you for mentioning that because I think it's, it's not as obvious as it sounds, you know, like being you is your superpower, they say a lot of times, and I believe it's true. So now before I go deep into my notion of geeking and nerding, <laughs> I want to give my poor dear listener who's like, you know, Fab, you need to tell me what notion is again, a bit of a respite. So can we maybe give a bit of a short explanation of what notion is, but also Francis, your experience, how did you get started with falling in love with Notion and then starting to work with it all the way to getting certified. Give us a bit of a of a background with a bit of a background also on Notion, if we may. Got it. Yeah. So Notion is basically digital Lego. <laughs> so imagine if you had a blank canvas, but you had all of the functionality of Trello, Asana, Jira, Google Docs, Google Sheets, ClickUp, WordPress, the list goes on. You had Evernote, like you had all of that functionality in like one toolbox and a blank canvas and you could build your dream digital tool. So instead of logging into 20 places, like you can log into like, one dashboard and literally design your life or your business so notion is for everyone really whether you're a business and you need a virtual dashboard for your team to like log into and just see what everyone's working on find all of your resources or you want to create an exciting client portal experience for your client which i do both of those are, are a big part of my business or maybe you're just a student and you want to make your study life easier by by creating a semester dashboard or your workout fanatic and you want to create like a workout system for yourself well actually my favorite use of notion is using it for my grocery list so i created a mini app for myself which i have on the notion app on my phone so like i have a giant list of things and i add things to like my need column through a checkbox and then as i'm going around the supermarket i can like unclick the checkbox and they'll like disappear from my like basket as i put disappear from my notion as i put things in my basket it's really satisfying (laughs) so yeah it's notion is for work and play and hobbies and just 
creating moments of clarity in your life, essentially. And how I got into it was I used to work for a UX agency and doing like ops and project management for them. And our CEO, he'd learned about the tool and was like, hey, you need to learn how to use Notion. You're going to build us a homepage. So I was like, okay. (laughs) I was already used to building dashboards and stuff like that for our projects and like clients on Google Sheets. And I was like, okay, well, I was basically forced to watch a lot of Notion videos and thought this was cool. And as I was moving jobs, um, coming back to the UK, I was living in the US at the time. I realized like, oh my goodness, Notion is literally just a digital, it's just digital Lego. Like I could use those same blocks to build myself a digital portfolio in notion and send that to my new like like in my interview stages like i didn't even know there was a notion community at the time so i just did this by myself realizing its potential and so i ended up getting a job through that notion cv i built for myself and that's actually a cv like one of my popular that's like templates that i sell on my site that cv template that got me my job and I brought Notion to that new agency. They fell in love with it. And again, I was just like, using the Google Sheet dashboards and stuff for project management. And I was like, surely there has to be an easier way because this is just not it. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, wait, why don't I just like build us out like client portals in Notion? That is definitely something that is possible. Again, because realizing like its potential. And so I built us client portals made my life 20 times easier as a project manager. And then during the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of people, I was a bit bored and I was like, I don't know, maybe someone will pay me for this notion thing. I'm kind of good at it. (laughs) And that's when I I put myself on Fiverr, like not really expecting anything. It's like a freelance website where you can like, promote your services and I got a lot of demand and I didn't really know that there was this whole like notion cult (laughs) and then I was like oh my gosh there's a whole notion community that is wild and so I kind of got sucked in and but it's sort of like that borderline gen z gen z millennial like black woman I like didn't really see myself in a lot of the content that was being produced and so I thought hey I'm gonna change that so I'm gonna make my brand which was the notion bar and build content that is relatable and influenced by lifestyle and aesthetics and like so like equal parts form and function but also infusing pop culture in there and like what's really interesting about my work is a lot of my work looks quite fun (laughs) and like quite frankly like isn't that productive like so that's just my templates Um, like for example I have a Drake album review template which you could repurpose for like other musicians but like it's really functional so the engines are actually like quite powerful if you look at how they're built but like I distract you with like color and like pop culture and those 
projects kind of stretch my abilities in when I'm doing like the productivity work. So building for companies and entrepreneurs and just people in general. And then eventually the Notion community sort of caught on to my work because again, like I use a lot of color. I influence, I, my work is influenced by a lot of pop culture, whereas for the most part, a lot of the Notion world, like the, the voicing and the messaging, it's quite clinical, like really productivity based, but I actively didn't want to do that stuff because I don't know, for me, it doesn't show Notion's true potential. And so I kept on doing what I was doing, just like actively going against everyone else and people seemed to enjoy it. And eventually word kind of got out. I was getting more and more requests to do like serious client builds by like big companies. Then it got to the point where I could leave my job, my day job, and I applied to be a certified Notion consultant and the rest is history. <laughs> so yeah. A cool journey and uh yeah i'm it's, it's it's exciting to see where i'm gonna take this brand in general as the like i'm very good at the productivity thing um like i can build you a team homepage. it's very it's, it's quite easy for me uh but i definitely want to start making people think more consciously about how they're using notion and teaching them how to like do that essentially and just create more interesting experiences that aren't necessarily like super productivity focused so that's where i'm going with this i love that and thank you for sharing for sharing your story and actually i'm gonna pick on some of the things that you mentioned, especially by the end, especially the using Notion more consciously as well, as well as the fun bits of it. Because of some of the work that you do, and it probably comes from your the background of actually working with other people before yeah. you actually work for yourself. Uh, and you understand how to tailor Notion systems and templates to them. And that's obviously a big part of it. It's not just about giving the template itself. So mm-hmm. for people that are either a bit more familiar with Notion or they're kind of getting the gist now, and mm-hmm. you probably will start with a template that you might get or that you might find or that mm-hmm. literally pops in your dashboard as you're starting out. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things, maybe like one or two things that they should bear in mind before they approach how to customize a Notion template for themselves. And I can even say maybe we think about, it's going to be a harder question now, one thing that could be a bit more stylistic if you want, if we want, more like aesthetic, and also maybe one functional thing. So let's make it double trouble. Okay, so one stylistic thing, hide anything that is visually scary to you in a toggle. So you could, because then you can like open that up and like close it when you need to. So if anything is overwhelming to you on a page, just hide it in a toggle. Um, and if you give that toggle a background color, it creates a really cool like box effect when you open it up. So I love using that in my work, like throw in a cool, like a few Unicode symbols and like, you can make it look really cool, but also like functional Uh, I guess that is aesthetic but then functional if you have database if you get a big template with a lot of databases and a lot of just like features 
that you truthfully do not need like delete them <laughs> like, so this is like a big part of what I get commissioned to do is that people will come to me with these big old scary templates that they've downloaded from like some productivity guru on YouTube and they're like this is just too much for my life like I need this to be simpler and so we will literally like Marie Kondo or home edit the like template and be like will you actually use this feature yes or no and like just like delete stuff <laughs> so <laughs> like if you aren't going to use it delete it that is my like rule I love this because it ties in with something that I saw earlier today I was going to do my research on your Twitter and there was like a little little gift from the old editor. I was like yes and you were like doubling with the idea of you know calling yourself digital organizer and I was like I like that and you know it's like kind of the similarity between what obviously they do by organizing our physical life mm-hmm. and people like yourself I'm going to put myself in in mix just because what yeah. I do with clients is helping people reclaiming their time so you know and we help them organizing for me it's their work life in a wider space but for you it's really their digital life like their digital tools so why do you think there is this rise, whether it's just from the notion community or cult, or whether it's also generally in the space. Why do you think that's happening? What do you think it shows about us and I guess what we're leading, especially in the digital world? I think we are all digitally exhausted. Like we have had so many tools thrown at us, so many trends thrown at us, so many like fads thrown at us that we all feel like we need to follow and like stay on top of and truthfully it's not sustainable um like I really resonate with what you said about reclaiming people's time like digitally like we are not meant to be glued to the screen all day like I myself am in a little bit of like a digital diet i am so sorry anyone on twitter or instagram i have not replied to anything in maybe six weeks um like but i just needed to like get away for a bit and i think a lot of people are feel, feeling the same just like overwhelmed and tools like notion help you streamline all of that noise down into like one place you can go to and not only that you can build it to how your brain works And so a lot of us feel like, I guess, especially with the sort of like older millennial generation is that you need to fit into someone else's like box or like someone else's like trend and like follow everything exactly the way that like they do it. But that's not necessarily what's best for you. Like you are not someone else. You like what what worked for them if you're truly honest with yourself, may not work for you. And Notion gives you that like flexibility to build something that works for your own processes. And not only that, like that's if you are using it for something like productivity-based, like something that grows with your own processes and will adapt with you over time. Like you you can add bits, take away bits. You're not like waiting for new feature releases in someone else's like Trello, you know. <laughs> you mentioned second brain, and that's actually 
my friend and podcast co-host Becca, she loves Second Brain. And she, and somebody else actually, so it happened, both people mentioned Second Brain and she was the one that was like, this is what mine looks like. And I was like, I'm going to take this. And I think it was such a nice approach to, for me to build my personal notion. Yeah. Um, because it allowed me, as you said, obviously again, somebody that talks about productivity and wrote a book about it, I need to make sure that I practice what I preach. So I, as you said, I added only what I needed and it was easier for me to take out or kind of not add in yeah. anything else. And it became a process and a workflow. And I find that second brain can be quite a daunting concept for some people, but at the core of it, how I see it, not being an expert in Notion, is literally a place for you to find all the things that otherwise you will be wanting to store somewhere and you want to get back to at a later date. But a lot of them are not the same topic or they're not the same type of notes or the same type of reminders. They're all the things that you want to bookmark in your head and instead of putting them in something like Evernote or your notes, even worse, you can put yeah. them in a place that then you can sort them more efficiently. But tell me how you would have found a second brain because I went a bit wild on that one, so maybe I'm not necessarily saying that. <laughs> So like, like you said, a second brain is a place um, which a lot of people build in their notion is a place to put stuff that matters to you that you don't want to forget. And it's so personal to everyone. Like if you want to take control over your workout life, you might want to build a dashboard dedicated to that. If you are like me and you're a huge music lover, you might want to like track all the people that you want to see in concert. Or if, like, if you're an entrepreneur, you might want to track all your projects and clients, you know, but like, it's hard to keep on top of everything unless it's written down somewhere. <laughs> like, so that is what a second brain and it's it's quite an emotional experience built like building one like it's an emotion like if especially if you're not building like a team second brain and you're building like a personal second brain for someone you really like I feel like after I do those personal builds and my clients I like really know them as a person because <laughs> like, I literally have to take their brain apart and like create it digitally and like so you like the things that matter that matter to them the most are at the forefront and I understand why they would use certain property types and not other certain property types like I had I just worked with a fashion photographer and we had like a very long in-depth conversation on whether he was going to have like a manual checkbox or an automatically or an automatic checkbox and like what that would look like for his workflow and like daily life like you get really deep <laughs> into the psyche so it's it's fascinating there's a lot of psychology that goes into it you mentioned it earlier and again this is why i love the work that you do because all marketing school we're all about the psychology of marketing and understanding that the relationship you build online with people and you're almost reminding us of the relationship that we're building with ourselves or with the way that we work yeah. now to make it more comfortable and confident for us which I think is something that sometimes we do forget so I think it's a powerful powerful reminder of, of that and the power of understanding people do you say that like second brain is your most probably not but your most popular template what would be a couple of popular templates that you do or work with clients because that would be interesting to hear yeah so there's that like 
second brain function where you're building like a, a I like to call it a virtual office either for a person or a team and then I get asked to help build out client portals a lot so you just need to invite a client into a space with like all of your process and you can templatize that process so it's like a one-click thing each time you get a new client just like all of your process is set up and you don't forget anything in your process which is important then I get I just I think because of the way I market myself I get a lot of like really niche requests because people are like yeah this girl's a bit weird uh let's, let's challenge her with this <laughs> Like I'm working with a, a fancy, like a POC focus, like fantasy gaming company, and I'm organizing all of their characters and villains and kingdoms and superpowers into Notion databases. It's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, I've yeah, I've I'm turning somewhat. I'm making like a course slash productivity system hybrid type thing with like another brand um I worked with a personal chef to organize her like recipes and like when she was cooking to clients and stuff so it's really it's really niche and I love I love a challenge <laughs> that's the beauty of it as well you can actually pick what you want to work on and I think sometimes I mean, it's got its blessing and its curses when you work for yourself or you work by yourself. But the fact that you can choose your projects and you can either decide to go with something that maybe not playing it safe, but maybe you you feel like it's something that you do quite often. And then sometimes you can throw, as you say, that challenge for yourself and try something different. Sometimes we forget that there's also some of the magic when it comes to being in a creative line of work of being able to go a bit against maybe what will be our comfort zone. And that's a great way to push our comfort zone, I find as well. So I understand because it, that's what the beauty of it is. It's, it's hard because a lot of the time you feel you have to go with a specific niche of work. But then because what, what we talked about, Francis's voice is so unique and what you do is so unique, even if the projects are different, even if the projects are not necessarily an ideal client in a way, yeah. there are other things that kind of make it all work together. Again, a great reminder for people that feel that unless they're working with the same person for 10 years, then they're not going to be able to actually have a niche. It's not the case. You can play. You can work with different people on different projects. I think that's part of the fun as well. Exactly. And like, yeah, even challenge yourself to not take on projects that... Challenge yourself to take, to take on projects that don't necessarily feel like you, um, just because you'll learn something from them like yeah so sometimes I'll take on more like corporate projects I'm like not a very corporate person but um but I still I still learn a lot of from their like processes and like be open especially if it's in an if it's in an industry that you don't know a lot about because like I've worked with like a few VCs now and I know a lot about the VC world now because I've like built the support systems for them and I didn't know anything before. So, yeah, always be willing to learn. Then can you teach us something then? Uh-huh. Uh, my question is, no, okay, it's going to be an easy one, I promise. But um, 
yeah, I'm wondering about some hacks. That, that that's that's the that's the teaching part. So are there any hacks that you love? I know one that you mentioned in the past about creating synced this is for our notion intermediate to advanced people. Hello, dear listener. Synced blocks. And I really like the idea of having having these kind of publicly synced blocks in your pages or in your databases. So that if you if you update one element of your notion page, let's call it for now, then it can up, you know, then it can update wherever else that block is. So that was something really nice that if you've been dabbing with Notion, you probably will know that you can do that. And I love the way you're doing it like for like public pages. But are there any like maybe one or two hacks that you really like or that you find that like not a wow factor, but, you know, they can really have a big effect on some of your templates or some of your projects in a very easy way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the first one, especially if you're building some kind of virtual office or second brain dashboard is having a quick add section. And the way you do that is you filter it. So you have the whatever needs to be quick added, whether it be, be a task or a project or a resource, etc. If you add the add a, a property for created time, which is automatic, if you filter for today in your like quick add section, you can just like quickly add, you can quickly add those entries and entries that aren't from today will disappear. So that's, that's one. And then I, I think something that's very visually unique about my work is that I do a lot of zoning through like colored blocks. So I will tend to put everything inside a colored call out block <laughs> um, so that like a it just looks nicer and b it actually helps with the ux because you can move sections around easier and like visually break things up on the page and then like you can turn that whole section into a synced block and like put it somewhere else so putting everything in colored blocks is colored blocks and having a synced having like a quick ad area definitely my top two tips for dashboards i'm actually like going over a lot of these tips next week at my like membership group and like your dream virtual office workshop <laughs> so, so yeah if anyone's interested in that um check out my website i love that i i genuinely love any kind of color blocking color coding is my is my vibe i'm a virgo so oh, i'm literally yeah. living to the stereotype of like give me a color block <laughs> tell me where things are and i'm gonna be the happiest so i absolutely love that um, and i'm definitely gonna use that for myself especially in some elements of my little second brain now i have some quick fire questions before yeah. we sadly part even if i would like to talk about notion a lot more but the time constraint is what it is <laughs> so Usually the question, the first question from the quick fire round, I'm going to slightly change it for us, for you, I guess. Usually it will be what underrated tools are indispensable for your work, which I think is also really interesting, but I'm going to slightly change it if that's all right. And I'm going to ask him what, what templates out of the ones that you created for your own self are indispensable for your work. So what templates do you find you use again and again when it comes to your own notion? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mike client portal template I actually couldn't function <laughs> I, I, I actually couldn't function so right now my like there's that phrase that the cobbler son has no shoes so like my personal notion setup isn't really set up because I spend all my time building other people's notion setups but 
The one place that is fully organized is my client portal section because I just hit a button and then I quickly add the client to it. All of our meeting notes, recordings, whatever is put in there and I don't have to think about it. So hands down, client portal. And then the second one has to be the, the shop, the grocery list one. Like I can't, like it just, everyone's got to eat, right? <laughs> like whether you like it or not, it's just so much easier than writing a paper list. And it's, it's not even a complicated template. Like it's really simple. All It, it just runs on a checkbox, but I couldn't live without it. And yeah, th- those are two that I both have available to download from my site and I can genuinely attest to just how simple it makes life. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Thank you. Uh, Now, if you have your phone around, Mm-hmm. usually we always have so that's i will get to the point where somebody will be like no and i'm like okay <laughs> i want to ask you what is the last picture that you took on your phone oh that you, that you can tell us yeah that's like a really i don't even know the slack icon and the photos icon now look very similar it's very annoying um so oh i mean screenshot or like it can also be a screenshot we'll take we'll take the screenshot too i mean i'll say both um last like personal photo was a selfie of like video selfie of my brother and i we were on a night out in london so just like sing along, singing along to like disco music, cameo, word up, great song. Um, and then screenshot was um, a job opportunity I'd saw on someone's Instagram stories that I was posting in my business groups, like Slack channel. So I was like, hey guys, look at this opportunity. So shout out Babes on Waves. I'm wearing the hoodie, the sweatshirt right now. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love both of them. I love both of them. So thank you. Cool. And now the other quick question is, what is your favorite social media platform and why, if you were to pick one? Ooh, oh, they're all, they're all so different for different. It depends on what mood I'm in. Um, oh, yeah. Like you can give me two really- for two moods. I'll give you two for two moods. Okay, yeah, so for just, um, if I need to just switch off and, like, laugh, um, (laughs) I use TikTok, but not actually that often. I will maybe, like, go, like, weeks without using it, and then one day I'll have, like, a four-hour TikTok binge session like I just turn my brain off and it's funny and look at new trends and like learn things it's great um and then when I just kind of want to see what people are up to um just like browse catch up with friends and family just like nosy and Instagram um so yeah just 
keeping up with friends and family that's definitely instagram it shows my age when i think that if i were to ask the question to people or even myself five years ago it would have been yeah catching up with friends facebook and i'm like no <laughs> I now do that my facebook is 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 gone <laughs> it's like they're like dormant it's crazy anyway shows my age uh but yeah it's one of those things that i'm like yeah long guard days where you will catch up with your friends on facebook genuinely so who's the last person you followed on instagram then do you remember no i can i can find out for you uh I go to following and um, the Pan African Thought Instagram account. <laughs> so, really, yeah, they uh, it's an Instagram account I just found, and they post a lot about African history. And I was like, oh, a little passive learning. I'm not going to turn that down. So, yeah. My last fire question before we let you tell us a bit more about where can people find out more about you is if you could broadcast one message onto everyone's phones right now, what would that message say? It's okay to rest. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, everyone is so... I think everyone is like so, a lot not everyone I shouldn't use absolute statements but a lot of people um are just kind of caught up in like trying to be x or trying to be y just because everyone else is x and y and like overworking themselves whereas like no like truthfully like nobody cares if you rest or not like like you might think that people are gonna like miss you and like you're like missing out but like that's not the case that like i have i am fully much in like social media rest mode at the moment no one's unfollowed me no one's badgering me like i'll be back at some point (laughs) um like it's actually okay to rest and it's healthy to rest and i would love to see more rest in the world and have that be encouraged i love they also said it's healthy to rest as well it's okay i think that's one of the reminders that we have to to give ourselves in a world where because we were forced to stop for a very long time then we kind of came back into things rushing around and we always need to remember that that time to decompress and rest and recharge is what keeps us going and what keeps the creativity going and what keeps the motivation going so I agree, such an important part of the well-oiled machine <laughs> that we should have as well. So 100% agree. Now, if people want to find out more about you, Francis, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for all the knowledge. Thank you so much for all the little tips, for all the ideas, and also for helping us getting more confident with starting our Notion journey. So if people want to start their Notion journey with you, where should they go? Yeah, so to find out a bit more about the work that I do, my website, thenotionbar.com, that will include all my links. You you can do like my templates, my different packages, like my testimonials, different social media sites, etc. Easiest way to contact me is not through DMs um, on social media sites, just 
because I I may or may not get to them in a timely manner. <laughs> um, so easiest way to contact me is hi at thenotionbar.com. So through email. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.